This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, Akton Millwall. This is Dean from Australia in Melbourne. It's one o'clock on a Saturday night, and I'll be listening to the Millwall game tonight, even though we are shit. We've got a shit manager who's got clueless, but it's in my blood. I can't stop following him. I love him. And um, yeah, even though I know we're going to lose, because we lose every week, I'll still support him no matter what. Hey, Akhtang Millwall. It's Dean from Australia again. Did I mention that we've got a shit manager who's got no idea what the fuck he's doing? That guy tactically couldn't organise a route in a brothel. Over and out. Ladies and gentlemen, broadcasting from beautiful South Bermondsey, this is Achtun Millwall. Hello, good morning and welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Achtun Millwall, which is, of course, the number one Millwall podcast. My name, Nick Hart. I'm the Grim Reaper, walking you for another torrid week of Millwall misery. In today's show, we've got two guests speaking in the aftermath of Tuesday night's thumping up at Riverside Stadium in Middlesbrough. First, we've got Mark Johnson, who is a Middlesbrough fan, our first non-Millwall supporter on the show. So we're going to big welcome to Mark later in the show. And then Brian Moore, Brian the Lion, for the Millwall side. In the second half of the show, we've got my usual review of yesterday's debacle, and that is what it was, ladies and gentlemen, a debacle at the den, swiftly followed by Stoozer and myself doing our best to find new things to say about the wreckage of our season. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a show that tries to take an irreverent view of our beloved Mill Football Club. However, the situation we find ourselves in now is as serious as any since the chaos year of 2006 and the administration of 1997. We're clearly doomed to relegation, and yesterday's 4-1 humiliation at the hands of Norwich in front of three nearly empty home stands, whilst our so-called manager, Ian Holloway, hid out in the dugout for fear of generating abuse from the West Stand behind him. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Incidentally, I won't use its new name, the Barry Kitchener Stand, as I won't besmirch our great defender's name with the situation that we've been placed in. Ever since our first season back in a championship in 2011, listeners, we have effectively watched our club fall apart Peace by agonising peace. Now, our support is much maligned. It's small in number. And sometimes, yeah, it don't help itself. But as a group of fans backing what has been a failing team, a failing management and a failing club, our support is second to none. Any club that can take 1,400 to a vital away game with minimal prospect of success, as we did at Rotherham last week, has a support base that deserves better than what has been served up to it these past few years. Let's tell it like it is. We're spiralling towards League One. We've got a squad half composed of lone players who appear not to give a shit about us and the other half of players whose confidence has been shot to pieces by the incompetence of the man brought in to turn our season around. Ian Holloway's been given the backing of our board and has been given ample support by the Lions fans. Well, that support has run out and will not ever come back in my opinion. Holloway won't resign and it seems we won't sack him. Pride and money driving that standoff on both sides, it seems. It's almost Shakespearean, isn't it? For God's sake, let us sit upon the den and tell sad stories of the resignation of kings. How some have been sacked, some slain by supporters, some haunted by the ghosts they have deposed, some poisoned by their wives, some sleeping ill. Well, that's almost Richard II, isn't it? Achtung, Mehlball. All right, a big welcome and a, and a bit of an honour for you, Mark. You are our first non-Millwall fan, Mark Johnson of Middlesbrough. Welcome to the show, Mark. Thank you very much. Do I get a badge for being the first uh, <laughs> fan on the show? Or? We, 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 don't, we, don't, we don't hit you, that's the honour. We don't hit you. <laughs> <laughs> We're too many miles away to get close to it. Um, really appreciate you coming on the show, mate. You're um, I nearly called it Airson Park. It nearly flowed straight off my tongue. It's it's not Airson Park, is it? No, no, no. It's been the Riverside for Riverside Stadium. Twentieth year this year. It was nineteen ninety five. We moved there from Airson Park. It was year we got promoted into the uh, the Premier League under Brian Robson. So yeah, it's twenty years now since wow. Ayrton, or Awesome Park, as my dad used awesome to call it. Do you miss it, Mark? I mean, it was an old, old school, you know, a, a gritty ground um, from the Millwall perspective. A, a hard northern trip of, of you know, one of the harder ones that we used to used to take on. Do you miss the old ground at all? You know, what? I mean, I'm 
I'm only turning 30 yeah. this year, uh, or 2010 as I call it. <laughs> um, and so I, I was only went to Essen Park for a couple of years. I got my first season ticket, so I was only quite young, to be honest. Right. So I've been for my first couple of years there. So, you know, I do miss it, actually, because... Um, I tell you what, I think it's noticeable when you go to the sort of the older grounds. I don't know, it just just takes you back, and when you sit in the sterile, yeah, uh, sanitised uh, new football stadiums, yeah, know, it's not the it's not the same, is it? You know the no smell of wee and. <laughs> We don't get that anymore. We, we tried to oh. do our bit to bring back the 1970s and 80s at Rotherham last week, just as a kind of a, a, a tribute to um, <laughs> yeah, a, a past era of, of football. Um, but no, it's, it's interesting. I mean, I, I think you know we, we would say the same from the Coldblow Lane point of view to the new ground. It's the the, the, yeah. ga- the game has lost something of its of its traditional soul. Um, Definitely. You know, it's, it's not so when you come to the Riverside, you know, when we first moved there, you had all the uh, big foam fingers on the seat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On all this sort of carry-on, you know. All that we hate in football, these, mate. Uh, all that we hate. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And we have all these ultras as well that have suddenly sprung up out of nowhere, you know. <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 the... And we've got it at the borough now as well. So Crystal, I think, was it Crystal Palace? Of, uh, yeah, they're, they're, they're big on ultras. Of, uh, supposed ultras, and we seem to have got a little group of about twelve-year-olds who followed suit in the. the <laughs> I remember um, the game at Coldblow Lane in the seventies. I think Jack Charlton was managing Middlesbrough at the time, and uh, going well. And there were a very different kind of bunch of ultras that came down from Teesside down to London that day, mate. I can tell. <laughs> I can tell you that much. There was no foam fingers, or uh, or flags, no. or, or, or anything of that kind on with those chaps that day. That's for sure. Sure. Um, yeah, and the half and half scarves and all that. Yeah, what's that all about? Yeah. Half and half scarves. What, what is that all about? I, I don't know. Um, <laughs> the cringe, isn't it? So yeah, on to last night's debacle from the Millwall point of view. Now, um, you, you and me were had a little email exchange, and you were trying to tell me that we, we were up against a nervous opposition, uh, a team you know getting a bit edgy at the top of the table. And what happens? We, we gift you a three nil win, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the, the reason I said that, I mean, um, <laughs> I said I went to Sheffield Wednesday on Saturday and we were absolutely shocking. It's the worst we played since Gordon Strachan was our manager. Right. Uh, you know, you, you should count your blessings, be careful what you wish for, because if you get rid of Holloway and end up with someone like Strachan, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not quite sure which one is the, uh, listen, the two evils. Uh, listen, mate, we, we might be calling you up soon, the way with the state we're in, we'll, we'll have anyone at the moment. <laughs> um, <laughs> But, you know, I, I did think you, um, it's the sort of game that, I mean, you might, I don't know if you saw us on Sky against Leeds. Yeah. But we absolutely tortured them. We, we had something like 27, 28 shots at goal. We had 18 oh, corners. One they lost for you as well, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, we just couldn't find a way through. And, um, you know, and after losing to Sheffield Wednesday as well, and we've not been scoring too many goals. I think we're, like, the lowest scorers in the top six or seven. Um yeah. And we've only scored sort of two in our previous four games before we played Millwall. Well, it's not a lot of consolation yeah, to us because yeah. you, you've put eight past us in two matches. So well, <laughs> life can't know, be that bad. We play every week. You know, <laughs> we, uh, <laughs> we, we do laughing. But, you know, and what tended to happen, so I remember last year when you came up yeah. to the Rivers, I think you were in your... You know, the midst of your great escape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you turned us over 2 0. We were on form, we weren't conceding any goals at all. But, and you came and beat us 2 0. Your big 
big Austrian, I think he is, or German. Yeah, do you, yeah. Do you want him? Would you like him? I mean, you, you seem to be Premier League bound. He's, he's got dreams of being the Premiership striker. You, you, can, you could have him for nothing now, Mark, if you want him. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he could, uh, he could compete with Patrick Bamford and uh, Boston up front. Maybe, yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah, he could. Yeah, I'll, I'll even run him up there. I'll, I'll, I'll give him a lift up the road and uh, bring him up. Um, Funny, um, he's actually one in a, a long line of crap strikers that always score against the Middlesbrough. <laughs> John Stead and, and Brian Dean will probably will sign a few sign players that always score against us and then can't hit a cow backside when they join us. So, oh, strange dear. things have happened. Stranger things have happened. Now, from what I, I'm going by the reports, you, you were at the ground last night, mate. Um, yeah. From our point of view, same old story of chances created, missed by Millwall uh, before we get yeah. turned over badly. Um, you know, as, as Middlesbrough came at us, um, Gregory yeah. Gregory and Hurivel had a couple of chances, I understand, but missed both. Yeah, um, I, I remember the, the Gregory chance. He goes kind of straight through. It yeah, kind of came out of the blue, to be honest. Uh, yeah. just a simple ball over the top, and he was clean through with our. I was keeping, I was going, oh, shit, here we go. <laughs> um, and, you know, Big Dimmy has uh, blocked him. But, you know, if that had gone in, you know, I've said about it being a good time to, to yeah. play as if he'd got the first goal, you know, I'm, it could have been a completely different game. I know you've had a couple of good um, away wins. Yeah, we we, we won at Forest. I mean, we 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 set up. Uh, it's critical. The first goal for Millwall this season has been critical. Usually, it's gone against us, and we we really don't come back from that early blow mark. Um, but if we can get in front, no, I mean we, we've made ourselves into a difficult side to break down. Um, Gregory yeah. is, is is a kid that's coming from non-league Halifax Town. I think he was playing for last season, and he's come to us. But he just lacks lacks. Certainly, that's confidence. I, I also think um, lacks quality. Watching your strikers last night on YouTube, Bamford is a is a diff, different gravy in the uh, in the championship, mate. Yeah, he's, um, he's he's got a bit of class about him. Mind he was getting a bit of abuse at Sheffield Wednesday. Was he? Blimey. <laughs> I think a lot of them see him as a bit of a southern, uh, southern softy. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to uh, your listener. You might want to cut that. I don't. Oh know. no, no, we can listen, mate. We can take it. <laughs> My dad's comment about Bamford is he sort of uh, ponces around with his nose in the air, um, which uh, which doesn't go down too well. So, so you day. I don't know. He's, he's a funny. He's undoubtedly a good player, but he's not a Middlesbrough type player. To right. Rest, I don't think so. I don't know. There's always a bit of a. Uh, a strange sort of uh, feeling towards Bamford. But, you know, he scored some goals because you can't knock his quality. But, you know, last night, I think, you know, from a Millwall point of view, I think it was kind of glaringly obvious to me that, you know, you knocked the ball around really well. You know, you mm. passed it around nice. You didn't look the worst side of the scene no. by a long chalk this year. And you've got some good players on the, the ball. The artist who I've yeah, the, mentioned. Um, Fabrini, he's, yeah. He's a good player. And, um, he's not ours. He's, 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 he's on higher purchase. <laughs> <laughs> no chance of him staying. I, I doubt it in League One, mate. But no, no, it's it's interesting. It's interesting to get your point of view on it because I think we do get blighted down the den. Um, we've on the, been on the receiving end some bad results of late, and I, I you know, I, I can't see us making a comeback from this position. But um, the goal, I mean, Bamford took that opening goal last night brilliantly well, and that's what we've been missing all season. It's that touch of quality, um, and that, yeah. he, he has got that touch of class about him, Mark. Oh, you know, you can't doubt he's a he's a really good player. And he's actually been playing out wide yeah. for most of the season as well. You know, if you played him through the middle, I mean, 
crikey, I think he's got about 12 or 13 goals. He could be on yeah. of a lot more if he, if most of the chances fell to him. It's been one of our problems. I mean, we, I think we've only scored the goals that we we have because we have so many attempts. We waste so many. Our, our right. goal difference should be kind of plus 90. With the, I mean, the Leeds game the other week was a classic example of how it's gone for us. Right, we've right 20 yeah. shots before we, yeah. before we get a goal. But like I say, getting onto to Millwall, it was obvious to me, it was just that up front, you, like I say, you passed it round nicely enough for Brini, yeah. good on the ball, and you, you're number 11, I'm just looking at the programme, yeah, yeah. he yeah. was a nice little player, yeah. but it was just, there was no presence up front, they had nothing to, to kind of aim for, No. Um, so it just kind of kind of brought down, I thought he did look a bit shaky at the back as well. Shaking um, the back has been very diplomatic, Mark, and I, I appreciate your <laughs> your, your gentleness. <laughs> no, it's, not, it's not quite how we describe it, but shake it, we'll go with shaky at the back for for this conversation. Yeah, I, I did think, you know, if we maybe up the, I thought we dropped a couple of gears after we got the two goal cushion. I thought we we kind of cruised the cruised there. I thought we could have gone up a couple more gears and put the game to bed. I was even at two and I'm like, Christ, if they score one, yeah. then the nerves creep in because we never make it easy for ourselves and, but obviously it didn't come, we got the third, but I, I thought, you know, there's goals here for the, the taking in this game, you did look okay, very shaky. Yeah, I mean, Bamf- yeah, Bamford skill but... produced that second one, I, mean, I was watching the YouTube clip that we get, yeah. which, which is basically all three borough goals, so I mean, there was nothing, there was no comfort in that for any Millwall fan watching the, the Millwall <laughs> YouTube channel, um, but Bamford did a fantastic mm-hmm. work to create, was it Kike that, that got the second, Kike, I don't yeah, know? Yeah, he put the second one, of, yeah. the second one away, and it was yeah, kind of a, Kike, a nice little gummy for the first goal, Yeah, as well, so I think Ian Holloway, I was reading some of the the press today, the, the difference really in the game was the, the finishing. Yeah. I guess, you know, it, you know, it was, it was a, t- I mean, I did kind of feel sorry for the guys that travelled up, you know. Cause, yeah. Um, 162. To, yeah. To watch, you know, it's a shame, but, you know, we're not complaining, you know. We no, can, no. We get any win, any way we can get it, amongst it's so tight, you know, up at the top and, I don't, know, I don't think my nerves can take much more. Very tight yeah. freeway, freeway battle for the automatic spaces. I'm just looking at the table as you and me are talking, Mark. Uh, yeah. Middlesbrough top on 66, Derby second on 65, and then Watford also on 65. It is very tight, mate, isn't it? It's it's going to come down yeah. to... It's grinding out the results from here onwards. Performances come second. Oh, absolutely. And the thing is, we've still got to go... To, we've got Forrest do on a decent run. They're way on... Yeah. Saturday we've still got to go to Derby, Bournemouth, Watford and Norwich as well so we've got quite a tough run in to be honest but you know at the same, same time you know if you win some of those games you you know, you're in a good position, aren't you? But yeah. it's going to well, be time. I'm actually on holiday for the last game of the season, so I need it sewn up before then, to be honest. I don't want to miss the party. <laughs> we, we can't help. We've got Norwich on Saturday, and I think we're going to gift them an almighty win because of just the way the, the team's looking at the moment. it's um, we're, we're, we're shot to pieces. So watch out you're on your Sky Sport news for for uh, stories of riot and mis, uh, mis, mishaps in uh, South East London, mate, because I, I think it's going to be a <laughs> tough atmosphere. home win. We're due a home, we're due a home riot, mate. That's what we're due. <laughs> it's been ten years, <laughs> and we're we're building up. Um, it's it, I don't know. I mean, we we just uh, it's very hard to believe we're going to get turn over this. It's effectively a seven point gap now. We're six points adrift at the bottom, uh, third place, but from bottom, minus twenty six goal difference, which is effectively an extra point in the um, you know 
for the for the team oh, of Babas. So um, yeah, it's not looking good, is it? And you've got the country bumpkin there, sort of stealing the ship bumpkin. as well. He's a he's yeah. a strange one, mate. He's, I mean, you, you know, you mentioned Golden Strachan earlier on. I'd, I'd see your Golden Strachan and raise your Ian Holloway in terms of um, uh, managers that just talk, 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 think they're funny and they're not, and you just want someone oh, to come sound in. Bites, yeah, yeah, sound bites, and just want to see some organisation, some logic. We've 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 lacked goals all season. You've highlighted it yourself in in your report from last night, and you know we don't we don't sign players that have a chance of getting us goals. It's it's um it's yeah, a crying yeah, shame. Scott McDonald go. Yeah, we let Scott McDonald go. I mean, again, um, I, I'm not sure we've got any better in. He, he was seen as a disruptive presence. I, I I don't know enough to give you anything on that but we've let him go he's gone up to Motherwell in Scotland which is like um, <laughs> you yeah, know be, we had him here and I think he, he left us for for Millwall I think he did yeah he was one of those a big sulky you know he was a bit of a big time Charlie because he scored 30 goals in Scotland but he, you know, he couldn't hit a band or no. Donnie and he was costing us a hell of a lot of money he was another striking signing so <laughs> 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 if he is Justin Hoyt still doing the rounds down at... He's, 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 he's got, nearly said he earns a wage. He doesn't earn a wage. He gets a wage. He doesn't earn it. He's, he's still on our books down there. Um, again, another player of some promise. I think he was an England um, under-21 or under-19 prospect, but for us, he's done nothing. I don't know what we what we do to these players. Well, I don't know if you destroyed him because he wasn't much cough when he left us, to be honest. He's been taking all your old <laughs> shit, mate. What's going on? <laughs> we can maybe take the credit for that, you know, too. And an Arsenal prospect into uh, well, bag of shite. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you think the, Do you think the championship's going to miss Millwall, um, Mark? To, just to close out, I mean, uh, I, I think people people love to hate us, and I, but I think we do bring a certain something to the party. I, I know that every ground we visit. There's always this kind of, um, you know, kind of mixture of repulsion and fascination that I see all around us. Um, uh, do you think we're going to be missed? <laughs> I can't... Well, you know what? <laughs> you know, I, to be honest, it's, it's always been one of my me, me favourite uh, kind of away trips to do. I, you know, I always enjoy sinking a few around uh, London Bridge yeah, yeah. before the game. And then you've got the... Uh, it's quite funny, actually, because um, the first time I was going down to the... The den. There was a guy at work who, um, an older guy, and he'd been down to the old den. Yeah. And he said, "Oh, Mark, you know, when you get in the train, you know, I don't talk because they hear that you're from the north. I love you, you know." <laughs> <laughs> so me and my friend are sat on the train, and um, he's talking to me all the time, going, "We shut up," <laughs> you know. Can you know what? I had such a good, uh, good trip. You know, there was good banter and everything on the. Uh, on the train and everything, so I've always enjoyed it. You know, it's always been good, good crack. Fantastic. Um, so yeah, you know, I always enjoy it. And it's an old. I think I mentioned to you over email. It's yeah. an old-fashioned sort of, sort of atmosphere. Yeah. Um, kind of an old-school club that reminds me very much of the, of the Burren, the you know the days at Erson Park before the Form Fingers came out. Yeah. Um, yeah. You, don't tend to get that anywhere else, you know. It's, no, mate. Yeah, I would, I would say so. You know, it's, it's always a, an interesting, interesting trip. <laughs> so, uh, so. I always, I always, it must be getting off, at, uh, getting off at Guantanamo Bay when you go off at South Burns. You've got that kind of walkway area back to the back of the ground with surrounded by waste ground. You know, it's, uh, it must be a, it's, a, it's a different kind of take on going to a football match, old fashioned, as you say. Absolutely, mind the, the walk from Middlesbrough <coughs> Station down the Riverside. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that much to be desired, you know. It's uh, not exactly picturesque, so you know. <laughs> Fantastic, Mark. I'm gonna I'm gonna wish you well. Um, I, I'm gonna wish Middlesbrough 
to win the league. Uh, so whatever it's worth to you, you've got my best wishes for it. I hope you do it. Um, and I just yeah. we, hope that you don't get too many foam fingers um, in the Premier League when you get up there, because it's going to be a tough league to uh, to survive in. But I wish you well, mate. Yeah, well, you know, I, I hope Millwall managed to stay up and then do the double over Sunderland next season. So, <laughs> you know. now, now, now we're in the realms of fantasy. That's fantastic, Mark. I really appreciate your, your time, and um, you take care of yourself, mate. My pleasure. Achtung, Mehlball. All right, big welcome to the show now to a new guest, Brian the Lion. Welcome to the show, Brian. Hi there, Nick. You all right? I'm good, mate. Um, well done to you. You, you. you deserve some kind of moral honour. You were one of the the order of 162 that made it up to Riverside Stadium like, uh, the other night. Yeah, I thought it was quite funny, actually, because it was actually pay on the day, which I thought was a bit... <laughs> <laughs> I was talking to the guy in the ticket office, and at the time, some must have, because originally I was told that we'd sold 104 tickets, so yeah. 60, 60-odd people took a punt. <laughs> You've actually spent a few nights in Middlesbrough, two or three nights on... Yeah, three nights seeing the bright lights in Middlesbrough. It's it's a strange old world where it's cheaper to stop in a travel lodge for three nights <laughs> and get an advanced train ticket than <laughs> Fair. You, you know how to live, Brian. You know how to live, mate. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, mate. Yeah, I, I can do it. <laughs> Rock and roll lifestyle, Brian. 3 0. 3 0. What do we make of the game? I mean, I'm gathering that it was the usual mill story of wasted chances and then basically getting pounded. Absolutely. And, and what's scary or probably quite complimentary is because I was up there an extra day. I got the, the local Middlesbrough rag the following day. Right. Two-page report, and I had to say, I could have written that report. I've got to give their reporter a pat on the back. Right. Fortunately, that's not good news for us because he said, I mean, the first 20 minutes, we were well on top. Okay, Middlesbrough missed a sitter, which was a well-created chance, but, boy, did we miss two really good opportunities to go in front. Gregory, I must admit, looked half a step offside, one on one, it was a good save, but it was it was a touch of a forward who has no confidence and yeah. support. And, and and I feel genuinely sorry for him. A lot of people criticise him, but but I find it strange with Gregory that to me he looks like the guy that needs to play off a big guy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think that's becoming you know kind of common the common viewpoint that the, the single striker system is is plainly not worked, Brian. I mean, we we can't score for Toffee, can we? No, and the irony is he always gets hooked off for the bloke that probably he ought to play with for all his ills. Uh, you know, the big guy who could maybe knock the ball onto him in fuller, but hey, we are where we are. The second one was a bit strange because Dunny kind of mishit a shot and it, it fell to Huvald who, yeah. on the turn, kind of scuffed it. But, I mean, if you go back to previous years, we'd have whacked that in and, and off with it. And we could, we could have been one down, we could have been 2 nil up. But those of us that were there just stood there and, and it, it, it was Rotherham all over again and everything all over again. You just knew what was coming. Yeah. Um, we didn't look as bad as we have been, which is kind of a perverse <laughs> comment, if you know what. But, but you still knew what was coming. Middlesbrough, as their report said, and totally agreed, they, they were clearly nervous off the back of a couple of defeats. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we kind of gave it to them. The first goal, somebody must have... I mean, that was up the far end from us, but somebody clearly went missing from the back four. Great dummy by their centre-forward to let it go through to the bloke who was free. Yeah. Uh, but something what something wasn't right. The second one, and I haven't seen any uh, any highlights or replays again yet, 
looked to me to be a complete and utter fluke. I will stand corrected, but um, it, it might have been a good move, but I couldn't work out how the final shot got into the net, although maybe Ford should have stood up. But it, it, it will be unfair from where I was standing to actually particularly criticise anybody. But at 2-0, the manager obviously said to the Borough lot at half-time, coast the second half, don't take any risks, which they didn't. Yeah, We we, we were well off the pace then, second half. I mean, we, we never looked like scoring anyway, but we looked even less like scoring than normal. Although on the stats, we got... I think more corners than that. Well, I was going to say, I've got some, I'm just looking at Aldo's News at Den site here. Um, you're right, we've got seven corners to their three. Make of that what you will. Yeah. Um, and one interesting stat that leapt out on me, they've got, they've got, it's got a category for um, crosses stroke long balls. Now, crosses uh, 13 for Middlesbrough, 23 crosses and long balls by Millwall. Quite interesting. The crossing, which I've always been critical of, and most of the free kicks and the corners, the keeper mopped up pretty easily. Yeah. And, and if we do any more of those meaningless bloody symbols at corners, where you <laughs> hold the ball up, which means I'm going to not get past the first defender or I'm going to scuff it, I'll, I'll kill somebody. <laughs> Just kick the fucking thing into the area. You Get know? it in there. Oh, dear. Uh, and another telling thing with the corners was, uh, and again, this tells me, old age and poverty, I guess. But he was always going out for the short corner. Now, that, to me, is somebody who doesn't like responsibility. That That is, I'm not getting in the box where it gets a bit nasty. And although I like his skill, maybe it's just my bias, I don't like that. The yeah. one guy who actually put in all the good crosses yeah. was Jimmy. Yeah, he's, he's looked an interesting player of late, hasn't he? This well, right, he's right back position. Favourites. Yeah. Uh, and again, it, it's... There was a very good post which I managed to read on my little mobile phone screen. Somebody was going the other night after the game about how the club is ticking all the boxes on process, you know, and it's got yeah. to do with football. Couldn't agree more than that. And to me, it's back to football. It's a simple game. Surely, I mean, Jimmy, to me, I've always loved him in midfield. He's a guy that can break a game up. Much else than that, he can't do. No, no. Never had many players for years who can break a game. So why play that bloody fullback? where he clearly doesn't know his positional sense. And again, that's not a criticism, that's just a comment. Yeah. You cannot fault him for the effort he puts in, even if it goes horribly wrong. But his crosses, he, he must have put three or four of those in, and they were the best three or four crosses we'd done. But again, that was when Gregory was on, and with no height in the middle. No, I mean, just going back to the, the stat we had a moment ago, I mean, 23 crosses and long balls. We're playing the long ball game here, Brian. Yeah. And then next to that, there's aerial battles one. Well, if you're going to play the long ball, the, the route one Wimbledon style, you need a bloke that's capable of winning the ball in the air. Uh, aerial battles one, 15 to Middlesbrough, 13 to Millwall. So yeah. we're, we're punting the ball long at blokes that can't win the ball in the air. Exactly. You know. Um, you just stand there and you look at it and you think, well, what the hell are we doing? It's it's fascinating because I mean, you know, we we as fans, obviously, we're not football men. We're not on the inside of the industry. <laughs> Don't get me started. But we we see all this, and what's what's yeah. what is Holloway looking at then? Well, let me just ask you a question first to go off at a tangent. How many games of football do you reckon you've seen in your life? Oh, blimey! I, I, well. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds, you know, a very difficult number, but yeah. It'll be thousands, I mean. Thousands, yeah, yeah. I've got to 58, and, and I get a bit 
pissed off on radio, not this, of course, but <laughs> can you get pundits on who are ex-footballers who, who insinuate that we know nothing about football? We've <laughs> seen more bloody matches than they'll ever play in a lifetime. And I think a lot of the supporters deserve, their views deserve a lot more credit. But to go back to your point, yeah, we're seeing it. What's Holloway seeing? God alone knows, mate. And, and, and again, don't get me wrong, I was one who, who approved of his appointment when it happened. And yeah. we were talking about this in the pub before the Rotherham game. And, and the first couple of games, when he it, when it came, we did notice that for the first time for possibly 18 months, we appeared to have a formation. And we actually, if you remember, we did a couple of good corners and we scored from a particularly clever free-kick situation. Yep, yep. But it never happened again. No, I know. That's what we can't work out. I mean, the, the, the man looks shot through. Oh, I'm talking about Holloway. I mean, he, he's described as a busted flush online. Um, I, the, we, one is, I, I think the last couple of photos I saw of him in an interview, he looks genuinely ill. He looks haunted. Haunted. Yeah, and, I, and I think as a club, we shouldn't let... This is going to sound terrible, despite the fact that we're crap and we're slagging him off. Yeah. I think we should just... Get him out, and I don't mean in a nasty way. I think to be fair to the black, I don't want to be responsible for somebody. I mean, he left the last club because his head had gone. Yeah, no, I, I think his head has gone here. I, I, I think we should just draw a line now and try and do it amicably and say, right, we've got however many games left. We're gone. We're gone for all money, barring a miracle. Yeah. Let's look at what we can do between now and the end of the season to do something. Now, whether that's throwing the any kids we've got in, and that could damage them. So I'm not saying that's the right decision. But let's have a look at a reserve goalkeeper because Bordy, I've loved the bloke. Yeah. Great nut on some of the away trips. Carlisle away for another night trip where I spent three days in a week. <laughs> he was absolutely brilliant that night. Not as a goalkeeper, but as a nutter for the fans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's gone, hasn't he? At the moment, he's gone. I mean, he did another little trick on Tuesday night. And, and, and the Middlesbrough player patted him on the back, not because he'd out-footballed him, because he was the luckiest bugger in the world. <laughs> doing that for weeks now, hasn't he? Messing about with it. And, and, and let's just have a look at something else, because, you know... It's not working now, mate. No, I, mean, I, I think the, I mean, the, the point with Holloway, I think you're right. I think Holloway remaining in place and then fielding the kids and trying to play with whatever format we want to work on for next season. With him in place, is dangerous, Brian. I think that will be damaging for those kids. Yeah. Take him out of the equation, stick Bomber in, stick Scott Fitzgerald in, whoever. Maybe then it might work. Well, even if it doesn't, it, it, it's good experience for them. They've got 10, 11, 12 games to get a bit more manager experience under the belt. Whether they're a long-term solution or not, can't comment, don't know. No. But it can't be any worse, and it wouldn't. It wouldn't be doing anybody any harm. I, I, I think it, you know the time has come when you've just got to say, okay, let's draw a line under it. It's been crap. Things have been going wrong for years. There's there's a, there's a lot more to me, and I, I know nothing of this, but yeah. it's the feeling for about two two and a half years, even under the end of the jacket reign. I think jacket knew when to walk, and I'm not criticising jacket because no. he he done brilliant. Yeah. But something somewhere stinks for the past couple of years to me. Yeah. Can't put a finger on it, it's gone. So there's no point crying over spilt milk. Let's look forward and let's let's just let's just try something, anything, you know, because give the crowd something to get. At least if you put Bonner and, and Fitz in charge, we give them a go. I mean, to be fair with Holloway, I mean, how can you ever remember a, a Millwall manager with such a bad record who's who's pretty well kept the support of the crowd. I mean, we've, we've ripped lesser people to, to, to shreds. 
well, just about, it's, it's just about hanging on now. The Norwich game looms on Saturday, Brian. I mean, that, that will be, a, I, I think that will be the moment where things change in that direction because I, I can't, I can't see how the, the patients can continue beyond this point any further. I mean, you know, even those of us, again, our pub group who, who've said, well, let's hang on and let's hang on, are, are all of one voice now. You know, it, it isn't working. It's not going to happen. There is no miracle solution under Holloway. Cut and run. No. Cut the losses. There's no, there's no Father Christmas and there's no God. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic, bro. I definitely know. The other I don't know about. But, uh, if, it, if it turns up when I'm dead, it's a bonus. That's brilliant, mate. Um, really appreciate you coming on the show. No problem. The, the, the funniest thing of the night, the other guys will probably tell you, you will be able to tell who went to Middlesbrough on Saturday right. because it stuck us up in the corner against the biggest bloody TV screen I've ever seen. <laughs> and I can tell you, it was like watching a match in a tanning salon. And every time it went on the Red Middlesbrough logo, it was like, it must be like being in a nuclear reactor. <laughs> <laughs> wincing every time this telecom. So all of us will have a half a red face. So on there. there you go, listeners. Keep your eyes out for the uh, the, the radiation scarring <laughs> at the den. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely stuff, Brian. Thank you very much, mate. This has been, but you know, let's let's change it and let's see where we get to. Achtung, Mailball. Tell me why I don't like Saturdays, listeners. I think Mr. Byfanow has got a grim sense of humour. Perhaps he used to work on the French guillotines organising the pre-execution playlist. I don't like Mondays he's playing, and we certainly don't like Saturdays the way it's been this season. Here we are. Mill versus Norwich. March the 7th, 2015. It's been a torrid season. You don't need me to tell you the story, do you? We need a win. Like the alcoholic needs a bottle of Jack Daniels. Will we get it? Don't know. Probably not. Middle team. Here we go. Ford. Alan Dunn, Sid Nelson. Return of Sid Nelson. Joshua Revelt. And Michael Harding. Mark Harding. What's his name? Rob Harding. Harry Harding. I don't know what his first name is. Dunn clearly in the right-back position. Nelson and Huyville in central. Harding over on the left. In front of them, Williams. And here's a name from the past. Remember this bloke? Nicky Bailey. Do you remember being listeners? He used to play for us donkeys years ago. He's back. He's off the, off the operating theatre. He's walking again like Lazarus walking from his deathbed. Nicky Bailey returns. In front of them, we've got the, the Freeston, Walford, Fabrini, Gary Taylor, Fletcher. And then today, Ricardo Fuller starts up front, dropping the out-of-form Lee Gregory from the, uh, to the bench. I'm not going to say from the squad, that no, there he is on the bench. Mill subs, King, Gregory, Beavers, Gway, O'Brien, Abdu and Tong. Welcome back to the Den, listeners. Now, we've got a bit of a request here from a Mill fan, Joe Pizarro. And now he's trying to put together a fundraising game for Belgian side Royal Antwerp between uh, a group of Royal Antwerp fans and Millwall fans. Now, not many will know this, but there are quite a few links between the two clubs. A lot of uh, Belgian fans come over and follow the lines, including a, a group from Royal Antwerp. Um, now, Royal Antwerp are in financial difficulties, nothing new, unfortunately. Um, and they're in need of funds from any direction to remain in existence 
and to retain their football license over there in Belgium. So Joe is putting together a fundraising uh, game in Belgium to be played in Antwerp on May the 16th. It's going to be an overnight stay out there and he's looking for players. Um, so clearly there's going to be a football match in the afternoon then I dare say one or two lime juices in the evening perhaps in, in Antwerp. A fantastic city, a fantastic country, wonderful beer, wonderful people. I think that's going to be quite a popular event to get involved in. So if you're any good, if you, or if you want to play in that game, Joe needs players. He, he can't do it without your help. So he's looking for volunteers to take part in the match and to uh, basically to have a, a weekend's jolly in Antwerp with him. Now, if you're interested in taking part, Joe's email is j.pizarro that's spelled j.pizarro1981 at hotmail.com that's j.pizarro p-i-z-a-r-r-o-1981 at hotmail.com now if, if that fails email me at cblthemag at hotmail.co.uk and I'll certainly pass on anyone's um, details to Joe if you're interested in taking part in that game. Game between Royal Antwerp supporters and Millwall fans in Antwerp on May the 16th with an overnight stay in the fair city of Antwerp. Get involved in it, listeners. He needs your help. We're going to be giving this a little bit of airtime on each show to come. He's, he's, this is a fantastic gesture on Joe's part. Well done, Joe. Achtung, Mailball. A bit of Millwall news from in the week. The club have announced the price freeze, listeners, a price freeze for your 2015 season tickets. Um, I can imagine there's going to be a massive rush if we're in League One for these. Um, but anyway, the prices will remain frozen on this year's levels, which means that adult season tickets start from £333 and over 60s and 16 to 21s from £179. Now, I've got my eye on the over 60s. I've got about another four or five years and I'll be looking to claim my cheapo ticket. I bet they move the, uh, the, the goalposts by the time I get there. I'm, I'm part of the baby boom. I bet you are, listeners, if you're taking in this show. And there's probably thousands and thousands of us all looming at that point and the club will move at that point. But at the moment, I've got my grubby little eye on that 179 price when I get to 60 in five years' time. Andy Ambler, I'll be coming looking for you if you move that goalpost, son. Check out the club website. It's got this hashtag thing, Be All Millwall, which um, I, don't know, I don't know who dreams up these, these hashtags. They clearly have gone to uh, any kind of professional ad agency to come up with that. Be All Millwall. What, what does that mean? Be All Millwall. Probably means um, go up the Rotherham and get involved in a scuffle. That's being all Millwall, isn't it? But anyway, be all Millwall and renew your season ticket. This club is going to be in desperate circumstances next season if we get relegated, or should I say, when we get relegated. News from the Royal College of Medicine in London. Unusual piece for this show, but there we are. Uh, the Royal College of Medicine are actually studying Lewis Graben at the moment. He's actually in, in a London hospital under, under uh, for tropical diseases and rare conditions. He's, he's believed to be down with a, a variation on, a, on a, one of these viruses they're doing around. It's called Millwall flu. He's, he's, he's not here today, and that, that's sad because he's their top scorer. He's a, he's a man on fire for Norwich, but he's not shown up here today. Down with Mill, Millwall flu. So as I say, he's, he's checked himself into the Royal College of Medicine to have this analysed because clearly he won't want to be um, suffering that too many times but the way we're going it probably will be naturally cured once we get put into League One next season so no place for, for dear dear Lewis anyway today sad because that would have helped the, um, the anger of the crowd which I'm sure will be there anyway 
big Norwich turnout listeners they've got the upper tier they've got part of the lower tier can't say the same for the rest of the ground the Millwall stands are paltry paltry who can blame them after the shite the utter utter shit that we've been watching all season um, I've just described you on Twitter as a, an intimate gathering of a few friends and it, it does feel like that very very small turnout by the Millwall sections but we've got to say welcome to League One listeners because this is what League One will look like Minus the Norwich turnout. There's going to be one coach load down there, end, and the rest of the ground will be dots of, of Millwall fans here and there. Five, six thousand people at the most. I'm depressing you. I apologise. I'll try and cheer up. I'll try and be upbeat. All right. It's actually a very, very sad sight. James Blewett just posted about the what an indictment of the Holloway rain this crowd is, and it's true. Achtung, Millwall. Come, let them come. Well, they generally do come down and generally do win. So maybe we should think about changing our theme tune to something a little bit more appropriate. Like We Go To Pieces, the old country song by Patsy Cline. Away we go, listeners. Here we are again. Happy as can be, or unhappy as can be, for Millwall fans. Millwall attacking the away end, what I call the dead hawk end. There's a, like a, a, a plastic hawk strung from the roof of the away end to frighten off the pigeons, I guess. And it's dangling like it's, it, it's, it's on a kind of a, a nosedive, like it's been shot down by Allied ACAC fire. It's a German Messerschmitt, but it's been, been st uh, stuck on a piece of wire. So it's permanently aiming downwards and floating around. Something of a metaphor for our club at the moment. Aiming downwards, but strung by a piece of wire that is now millimetres thin. Bailey's first touch after about three years out, on the, out of action was well worth waiting for. It was a throw in from Alan Dunn. And uh, Bailey basically miscontrolled it, put it straight out for a Norwich throw. So that was worth waiting for, wasn't it? 14 on the ball at the moment. The retaining possession will strung out in two lines of four, as the, as the cliche has it. Norwich still working forward, nearly got some space there. 14 tries to chip it through. Oh, that was striker nearly picked up in front of Ford. He's put it off for a goal kick as it is. But that was almost an opportunity there with five and a half minutes gone. Norwich on the break, listeners. Eight and a half minutes gone. The tens through on goal now. Hoovervelt has nipped in at the last uh, moment to take the ball off his foot. Speaking to the official site in the week, Ian Holloway calls for togetherness, stronger together being his um, catchphrase. Um, he says we all need to do now is show the same type of togetherness, spirit and commitment to the calls that we all managed to do this time last season. Um, that's true, we do all need that. It starts from the players. And so far so good in this in this game, but you do always get a sense that we are like a fragile piece of porcelain waiting for that first nasty moment where we shatter. 16 minutes gone. So Holloway says the energy around the place at the end of last season was absolutely immense and that helped the lads to perform at their absolute best. We need that again and so long as the players continue to show the enormous amount of effort and passion they have been doing, now I'm sure the fans will help to create a positive atmosphere which helps both us and makes it hard for teams to come to the den. Blah, 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 blah. It goes on for some time. I don't know if anyone's watched that video. Um, as as um, the man in Block 11 posted on, on Twitter, it's, it's a bit like a, a poor movie where the director should have shouted cut at least two minutes after the start of the, of the, of the shoot. Um, and as it, as it was, he just left the camera running for about four or five minutes of, of Holloway blabbering on about how we're stronger together and the need for us all to pull in the same direction. It's, um, it starts from the pitch, listeners, doesn't it? It starts from the pitch. 
and the Mill crowd are the same over the years. Give them something to cheer about, give them a bit of effort and the commitment and skill and passion, crunching tackle or two, and they will get behind you. Go show them a load of lily-livered shit, and no, very difficult, very difficult. Come up for 20 minutes, Diego Fabrini has just been classic, something who's got a free kick, punted falls towards Joshua Revolt. That's headed away, but Harding collects on the left side, a little dinked ball into the penalty area, Revolt shoots... That was blocked by the body of the uh, central defence of Norwich there. That was a good shot from outside the area. Gone from Milfrow. Crunching tackle there by Sid Nelson. This boy gives everything he's got to give. You know, he is raw, he is young. But Jesus Christ, the boy cares. And in the team, this, the team like we've had this season, that's a rare commodity. Norwich on attack, 41, trying to line one up from distance. Can't work it past Alan Dunn. There's, there's a sentence you won't hear very often, listeners. They couldn't work it past Alan Dunn. The Beckenbauer of Bermondsey. Norwich City attack. It looks, it looks a bit. It's a hint of, hint of ominousness. Is that a word? Is ominous, ominousness a word? I don't think it is. I'll withdraw that last word, listeners. Norwich City look ominous when they come forwards. I'll rephrase it. Here's the eight from distance. Shot blocks. Wolford's got it on the edge of the penalty area. Norwich pressing. The eight's got it back again. We'll work it clear. 25 minutes looming. I saw a post on Twitter the other day where someone said this is Mill's worst ever team and worst ever season. Well, actually, done a little bit of research on this, listeners, for you. This is the depths that I will go to on a Friday night before the match. So, no, I did a little bit of research, and actually, with seven wins and I think it's 11 draws we've got this season, it actually is not Mill's worst ever season. Our worst ever season, in terms of games won, was the year that we got relegated from the old first division, 1988-89 season, 89-90 uh, season, excuse me. Um, we finished that, that year on just five wins from the, from the year, about 10 or 11 draws. Um, now, you can obviously talk about the quality of the opposition that we were facing in that league at that point. That was relegation from the, the Premier League equivalent of its day. Um, otherwise, the, the, the next worst season, you go back to 2005-06, that, that um, chaotic year of was it seven managers, eight chairmen or whatever it was, I can't remember, the Savary, David Tuttle. You know, the, the kind of uh, the, the Adams family of uh, football. Um, and that year we had eight wins out of it. So at the moment we're on seven. So you could argue this is the second worst season we've ever had in that in sense of uh, games won. Obviously I'm excluding um, seasons where uh, we went for re-election with the old fourth division. We had to get ourselves re-elected. So you could argue that was a worse season still. But we actually did win more games those, those terms than we've won so far this year. Apologies, I, I can hear a flatness in my own voice as I'm talking to you, listeners. I do apologise. I, I, I have to confess it was a struggle to come down here today. Here comes Alan Dunn over the right-hand side before I moan too much more. Wolford's overlapped him, just on the edge of the penalty area. Wolford still, the right-hand side, Dunn now. What can Dunn do? He, he chips it forwards, there's no one there. Mm, goal kick. First minute of the game gives us an injury break, so it gives a chance just to review where we're at at the moment. Um, evenly balanced, I suppose, that's the best you can say. Well, Norwich do look the more dangerous side. Um, we're, we're putting the ball forwards, but we're not really creating anything in the way of sharp opportunities. We, we, may, we, may, have a, we may have a guest for the show here. Yeah? <laughs> Hello, mate. How you doing? Good to see you. Yeah. We're going to welcome on the show now. I don't know your name, sir. Tyler Slyon. Tyler Slyon. Welcome to the show, Tyler. Thank you, mate. I don't know what you make of it proceeding so far. We don't look bad at times going forwards. We look very good. Bit, bit slow. 
as usual. As usual. Not sharp. What scares me more than anything is we go gold down and then we dissolve. Then we, then we dissolve, yeah. And, and you do get a sense that if anyone's going to score based on a fairly even showing, but they look the more likely to score so far. Yeah, I don't think after however many minutes, half, half an hour, half thought we've had actually a shot on target. No, so, no. And a lot of crosses, over hit, trying to find a man at the far post, too yeah, long. Yeah, yeah. Well, possibly... That's a free kick to Fuller. Free kick on the edge of the box. Fuller, done well there. Yeah, but uh, what I do like to see is uh, Bailey's back. Bailey's back, yeah. I don't think he'll last the full game. Wouldn't expect him to, but no. he, he's showing something that the midfield hasn't had for a long time. He, he brings a touch of control, doesn't he? Yeah, um, yeah, and, and, and aggression. Aggression and the perception in the past as well, which is something we've not had for a little while. That's right. Um, a clever player. A clever player. So there's an opportunity now for Millwall. We've got a free kick. Just near the point. Is that Walford? This is um, Williams, is that? Oh, yeah, left foot. Williams standing over it. Another player that's disappointed this season. Oh, totally, totally. Yeah, um, a player high hopes. Yeah, him. high hopes. A player that looks some, of some quality. But he's just gone to pieces with so much else around the club. Um, yeah. What do you put it down to? What, what, what's your... I mean, everyone's saying there's a problem at the club that's deeper than just... Uh, and Holloway and I, I, I kind of buy that but you've got to point the finger at what that is I think it's inconsistency if you if you were working at any company and yeah. you had a manager who changed his mind every five minutes you'd be well you'd be confused and, well, the, I, and I think the players are confused the treatment of some of the young guys I mean Nelson is back today um, yeah dropped for no apparent reason you know you, you, either, you either show faith in youth and expect the results of what comes exactly you can't make the fella a captain after three games no. and then drop him no but uh, back today again showing his usual committed commitment in the tackle yeah. um, but no you, you've got to set out your stall and stick with it haven't you yes you have and I think a, a little bit of consistency would help I think the fans will well, the fans have lost it, really, you know, we, we are... It's a very flat atmosphere here today, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It is. I was just saying, t talking into this, I'll catch the flatness in my own voice. Trying, you're trying to think of things to say that sound different, but there's no, there's no excitement around the place. No, I mean, we are looking, f if you can say that, we're looking forward to League One. <laughs> <laughs> We're looking forward to different grounds to go to. Fleetwood, Burton Albion. Paul <laughs> Vale. Fuck me. I know. I know. I know it is it's shocking, isn't it? It's it is shocking. shocking. And uh, I think the, the team, the club, everybody's resigned themselves to it. I think so. I've been resigned myself to it. You know, walking up, up Zamba Road today, you know, you're thinking of these things. Where are you going to go next season? What, what side yeah. will be... There's a full end of away fans here today. Yeah. Other teams have been in the coach loads. You know, that's the level we're, we're going to be playing at. Yeah, it's going to be sad. But I think a lot of these players we're looking at today will be gone. Oh, totally. And I think... Um, not, not mourned. Not more. Very few will be mourned. I mean, I'll, I'll be sad to see Fabrini go. But we'll yeah. never hang on to him, even if we survive in this league. No, no. But I think if we can bring a few of the uh, the young lads through, yeah. with a few steady hands, you know, like uh, Abdu, Dunn... I don't think Ford will stay here, um, but I think if we can get uh, the spine of the team being fairly solid and f experienced, some of the young lads will, will have no fear, and, uh, and I think that will be 
it, you know, we'll get bigger crowds because we'll start winning. There's Mill checks for Brini over on the left-hand side as we're yeah. talking. He's doing his usual jinking. He cuts back, shot yeah. blocks. No end product, though, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> The artist doesn't generate the end product. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's absolutely true. Fabulous. We love him to death, but I mean, uh, think of the left wingers we've had. Think of O'Callaghan. Yeah, who we saw earlier on, yeah. And uh, yeah. there was some end product there. Yeah, yeah, you've got, you've got to deliver the ball. I mean, you're right, I, I, I take the point. Um, I think it's just been... Someone rang in the other week and said it's such a long while since we've seen a, a proper skillful footballer in a Millwall shirt that you get slightly blinded by the skill that he's self-evidently got. You know the one I, like, I used to like was uh, Taylor, the one that's gone... In, the, the one that's gone to Blackburn. Yeah, yeah. Little attack now. Dangerous ball is headed off from uh, Wolford's head. We'll just stay with this whilst... The attack is Harding. Harding. Cuts inside. It's Fabrini. What can he do? No end products. And 14 brings it away. Yeah, it's a difficult one. This the end product question. I, I, I do take the point. Yeah. He's an enjoyable player to watch, but no, you're right. There is no final ball, final shot. Or Maybe there's not a player at the end to aim for. He's, he's surrounded by idiots, isn't he? You know, basically. The ten's through and goes offside. Offside. Ten, ten looks dangerous, uh, listeners. Coming up for nine minutes left in the game. Um, so yeah, even the match, we've, we've looked a little bit more dangerous in recent minutes going forwards. But overall, they probably have the balance of the game. I'd say, Tyler, wouldn't you? I, I'd think so, mate. Yeah. I think we've done enough to not lose. Whether we've done enough to win is another story. We can get through half time at nil nil. There's an advance because we haven't done that for a while. I don't think. Well, either. I'll enjoy my half time pint. <laughs> enjoy, mate. <laughs> nice one. Thank you. Tyler's departs for the, the allure of alcohol. And I can't blame him either. Norwich on the attack. It'd be a sucker punch to concede this late in the half. It's a shot on goal. One nil Norwich. 38 minutes and a clock. Shot from distance. There we go, listeners. I think that may well be the game. I'm sorry to say it to you. Um, when we concede, we do not seem to be able to fight back. That was a quality shot from distance. 1-0 to Norwich. I was just going to say it was a bitter blow. It's not really a bitter blow. It's a totally expected blow. Um, this is the pattern of, the, of, of every game we've had so far. We actually not look bad in this half so far. Although, as, as I said to Tyler a minute ago... Uh, Fuller nearly, nearly put through there. Um, when Norwich come forward, they have looked more ominous than we have, but that said, we haven't done badly. And then we go and concede the goal. And now I would expect us not to be able to get claw our way back into this game. I would love to be corrected. Listeners love to be corrected, but that has not been the pattern of our season, has it? Mill players almost visibly, their body language, it's like a boxer's been hit with a really harsh midriff blow and the air has been knocked out of them. You can see the whole Mill side don't look like they believe. Norwich sense that and they sent blood. A second goal will kill us, they know that. And you just don't get a sense that Mill will have that inner core belief in themselves. And in their manager, Ian Holloway. It's a fair question. Been backed by the board, he says. He's been given the, um, you know, the, the kind of vote of confidence, but I, I think that this is a Millwall vote of confidence, which they mean. It's not the snide stab in the back vote of confidence that most clubs have. And I do think he's here for the rest of the season. Just had a uh, WhatsApp message from uh, Doug, Doug Hewn, mate of mine. 
He's just walked out. He's had enough. It's 42 minutes gone. Um, can't blame you, Doug. I know where you're at, mate. I think probably a few others would have been joining him. I dare say they're going to a local hostelry to... Uh, as a glancing head has just passed the post there. 43 minutes coming up. So, yeah, leaving early. I've, uh, it takes a lot to make me leave a game early. Um, I'm trying to think of the games where I have left early. Um, the last one I can recall leaving early was the, the Derby riot in the 1993 season. And it was just apparent that this was we were never going to get anywhere close to a result out of that game. And I think I left with about 20 minutes to go whilst the riot was in full flow. I'd, I'd had enough of that and the, and, the, and the situation that we're in at the time. So that's the last time I recall leaving a game early. Otherwise, I can't think of many. Can you? What games have you ever left early, listeners? Tweet us your games that you've left early. Not including Norwich, because that don't count, because that's the misery we're in today. Norwich toying the, with the ball from distance to 41. Shoot, it's on target. Fall down the last moment to get a hand to it. That was on target. Oh, maybe a penalty. This is a penalty. Last challenge on the, on the 10, far side. Who did that? Done. Concedes a penalty that will kill us, ladies and gentlemen. That's going to kill us. 45th minute just coming up. Good shot from distance. Paul gets down the last one, palms it away, runs clear to the, the edge of the penalty area over the far left side. I can't tell you at the moment who, who took the challenge there. It was, a, it was a rash challenge, I think it was done. Um, on the 10, dangerous striker. It gets clattered. It's gone down, it's a penalty. We'll stay with a penalty for the moment. It's 2 0, straight down the middle. Full dive to the right, it was straight down the middle where he stood standing. That's two noughts. People are leaving. Half time, they're leaving. That is an assault indictment of Ian Holloway's regime at Millwall Football Club. Millwall fans going home at half time. There it is. Half time, Millwall nil, Norwich City two. You can hear what the crowd think of that. This team are a beaten team. Holloway is a beaten manager. And we're done for, listeners. Forget about this league. Forget about any, any hope of stronger together, be all Millwall and all that old shit. We are a beaten side. Achtung, Millwall. Few halftime tweets for you, listeners. If you're interested, probably aren't. <laughs> Keith Mackay, Macca says gonna, he expects a cricket score now. We've been backing off and out of challenges, yet we give away an insane penalty. Amateurs, he calls them. Joe Duggan says that Holloway's been hiding in the dugout since the first goal. Looks to have completely lost it if he hadn't lost it already. And Phil Kay says Norwich City, seven shots on target. Seven shots, five on target, excuse me. Millwall, eight shots, zero, nil, none on target. And that's why we're going down the hashtags. Kelly Maloney says it's like being at a funeral here at the Den when we have a second-hand car salesman in, as manager. We haven't won in home in four to five months. Very true, Kelly. Very true. And Pete Chenzo sums up probably for a lot of people here. He says, fuck off, Holloway, and fuck off, Andy Ambler. Achtung, Millwall. Mill players come out to the, for the second half to no welcome, listeners. Now, that's something I've not heard in a long time. Norwich City get more of a welcome, as you can hear. Mill just ran out in silence. I think the whole crowd is um, stunned, battered. Four months since we've seen a win here. How would you feel? 
second half underway. What a totally destructive season this has been. What a totally destructive appointment Ian Holloway has been. It's a shocking state of affairs, listeners, when good mill people don't bother showing up, good mill people don't bother renewing their season tickets, and good mill people have the spirit totally, totally bashed out of them by the utter shambles that this man has produced in our club. It's a shocking state of affairs, an indictment, an indictment of the manager and of the club administration that has allowed it to happen. Norwich playing like Brazil here, they're doing their little twists and turns on the ball. Shot on goal from the edge of the penalty area. Mill defence looks flat-footed, uninterested. Holloway not visible at all down in the dugout. I'm standing up to have a, a nos because this is my role in life, isn't it, to report and to have a nos on things. He's not on the. Not, there's nowhere to be seen inside that. Um, what they call that? It's like a safety zone where the manager stands, isn't it? He must be in the dugout hiding. The man is shattered, listeners. I think the man is washed up. In fairness to him, and in fairness to the club. And in fairness to the fans, most importantly of all, that I look around that and see sparsely dotted around this, this our stadium here. We have to pay the money and get rid of him. Easy for me to say, it's not my money, I know. But the costs of going down are such that you just can't envisage, you can't envisage him being able to rebuild us in League One. He'll possibly take us close to the relegation to League Two, which would be a total disaster. I think it's time to bite the bullet and go for a root and branch reform of our club and get back to basics, have a vision as to what we are, what the purpose of us is. I feel like the reporter in the scene at the end of the 1950s version of War of the Worlds is reporting on the final annihilation of mankind. The Martians seemingly invincible. I think it's a boat from the New York Times who gets to report on the final destruction of mankind. That's what it feels like here, listeners. I don't have any good news. I'm reporting on the destruction of Millwall Football Club. I feel like I'm o some might say that I'm being overdramatic in wondering what will become of us in League One. Um, and I, I question myself, actually, as to whether I'm being, you know, overdoing it slightly. But I really do fear for our club. I, I can't see, based on what I'm seeing at the moment, I can't see where the goals will come. I can't see... I certainly don't see the managerial spark that's going to produce anything for us. Maybe under someone else, I don't know. Maybe Harrison Fitzgerald, I don't know. I can't see who's going to want to come here. We, we seem to make error after error in managerial appointments. And it's very hard to see, based on this season at least, any hope for the early part of next season in League One. We just don't have the spine. Norwich on the attack, they've won the ball back well. The 14 is on goal, this should be three, it is. 3-0. 56 minutes. 3-0. Atmosphere turning a little sour now. A lot of people looking down towards the dugout, the mill dugout. Calls for Holloway to fuck off. Security running along the front line. This could get nasty, listeners. You do get a sense of Macca's cricket score coming here, listeners, I've got to say. Being pulled apart at will now, there's a long ball overlapping the, over the Nelson. The ten's gone past him like a knife through batter. It should be four. Four nil. This is shocking, shocking stuff, listeners. People fighting for the exits. Four nil down Millwall. We don't have a defence. We've got a collection of blokes standing around on a football field. Lee Gregory coming in, poor sod, fancy coming into this situation. Confidence shot for already. 
He's coming into the game. And it looks like Wolford's coming out. Half an hour left. God help us. No sign of Holloway. Nowhere in sight down there. Lee Gregory. That is the appearance of Ian Holloway, as you can hear. <laughs> he showed himself, listeners. <laughs> they want him out, and they want him back in his box. <laughs> he can't win. entire block around me, I just noticed the entire block around me is clear now, there's, there's people in the block left of me, spotted around here and there but my block, apart from myself chief idiot is, is the last man standing in the block one Tens past Ford, he's put it in towards the, it's headed off the goal line actually by, by Harding uh, the, he passed Ford kind of wide left of the penalty area, had a very very tight angle, floats and a shot come cross in and it was headed off the line by Dan Harding. 15 more minutes of this, we've got to go, listeners. Jesus Christ. It's a tweet here from Dej Kempster says, Not one Mill player worthy of player of the month. They're not fit to wear our badge. Mill fools, he calls them. Good choice of words there, Dej. Mill with a penalty. Jesus. I can't tell you what happened to produce. I think Fabrini must have got fouled. He's, he's having a go at someone there. Uh, I was actually not paying attention, forgive me. Ten minutes to go, we'll win a penalty. I don't even know who takes our penalties. I can't remember the last penalty we had. When was the last penalty? Can anyone remember when we last got a penalty? Lee Gregory is our penalty taker, clearly. He's got the ball under his arm. Gregory desperately keen to get this penalty taken and a score to his name. Get a monkey off his back. He's put the spot, the referee's not lined anyone up yet, but the, Gregory's got the ball on the spot and he's ready to go. Really hope he gets the goal, really hope he needs it. Here he goes, he shoots. 4-1. Lee Gregory score. Well done, Lee Gregory. There's a tweet here from Lee Rose. He says he's tinged with sadness and shocked with what Mill has become, his beloved Mill has become. He feels for us fans, wish he had a magic wand. Yeah, I, I feel for the fans too, listeners. It's... Um, you know, they're much maligned support, a much maligned group of people, Millwall fans, but they do not deserve what we've been given. And the charlatan that is our manager should resign if he had any honour. If it is that he's just clinging on for a wage, well, OK, it's a decent wage, but a settlement should be arrived at with a club to get rid of him. He's, he's going nowhere. He cannot rebuild anything. Uh, League One next season, is he a man to rebuild us in League One? I just genuinely can't see it. Can you? Can you see it? I can't. I wonder if John Berylson can. As a playing performance overall, same old, same old. We started out the first half okay, as we said earlier on in the show. We said we're doing okay. But you just knew that the first goal was going to be the, the punch that knocked us out. And so it proved to be in that first half. Once we were 2-0 behind, well, 1-0 were behind, we were done for. But 2-0 behind, we were dead. And we've been dead men walking for the whole second half. It has been a, an utterly, de, uh, it's a dejecting kind of experience. Is that a word? I don't know. Can, you can be dejected, so this is dejecting. don't know, can't joke anymore. Sorry, this is... Nothing funny to say. Norwich Free Creek deep into injury time. They're playing it around. I think they've taken their foot off the gas somewhat since the fourth went in. They've not really pressed forwards in the same way they did earlier on in the half. We're all breaking out here. 
Taylor Fletcher collects, he plays it inside, finds Gregory. Here's Gregory again over on the right of the penalty area. Nice little cross. That's off the unlucky head after the head of Taylor Fletcher. Nice combination there. Two minutes of injury time played. Time, Millwall one, Norwich City four. Stewards around the uh, tunnel. One of the most demoralising defeats of the season. In a season of demoralising defeats, and that's saying something, isn't it? We showed nothing, utterly nothing, in that second half. Once we win that first goal down, we were defeated side. And I don't know what to say anymore, listeners. I haven't got any new things to say to you. I'm sorry. It's the same old song over and over and over again. Achtung, Mehlball. Achtung, Mailball. Big welcome on the show now to Stooza. Thanks for coming on the show, Stooz. No worries, mate. We're just having a... Then going to the den these days, right? Oh, dear. Um, I'm out, we were just having a quick conversation before we started recording. Um, I've actually run out of things to say. I'm trying to do a, a, a podcast, radio show, and driving home, I can't think of anything new to say. It's the same old story, isn't it? Yep. <laughs> That's the show. That's the show, listeners. You said the listless and dull and boring and all sorts of other superlatives for it today, and that's exactly how I felt. I, I went there expecting us to get beat heavily. Yeah. And, uh, I, as soon as I sat down, I was just waiting for the first goal to go in, uh, and when it did, I still got angry about it. But um, yeah, I just sat there resigned, basically. I mean, again, we we. we... It was the same the same format as every game, and and anyone who's followed the uh, the lines this season will know how this format runs. That we we weren't exactly brilliant when we opened up, but we we were kind of um, you know we're kind of at the edge of being okay, should we say, in that first opening period of the first half. And then I always felt that when Norwich went forward, they had a kind of an ominous feel to them. They they looked like they might get a goal, whereas we never ever did quite look like we were going to get a goal. But we were in the game, weren't we? I mean, we weren't totally out of it up until the first goal. Yeah, I think it's been... that. That's exactly what I said, is that as soon as we concede, we're fucked, basically. Yeah, totally. There's no yeah. coming back. But, um, yeah, I think it's been the story of the season. First 15, 20 minutes in many games we've looked all right. And I actually think we came back into it today because we held them off for most of the first half. And I felt like we got a bit of confidence back. And there was uh, probably a 30-second period, but it seemed like a fucking whole game of uh, decent passing from us because it's so rare you see it that 30 seconds seems like a long time um, yeah. but yeah we seem to gain confidence through not conceding and start playing again but it was the same old story as soon as the goal went in that was it 
Is, is, there's a, a picture that um, Nez, under his guise as AWOL on on, um, on Twitter, has posted of a, there's a very, very pale-looking bloke sitting behind Ian Holloway. And I think he's speculating that Ian Holloway sucks the life out of those all around him. Um, and I, I, I've actually, in, in my working experience, I've actually had people complain that the, the next-door neighbours are what I call psychic vampires, Stu's. They, they, these are people that can draw on your life energy through walls and through, you know, upstairs and downstairs. And I just wondering whether Ian Holloway is in actual fact a psychic vampire and he sucks the life force out of those that are around him. Well, it's certainly, as I say, that was my feeling today. It <laughs> certainly sucks my fucking enjoyment away from him. But I think we've done it for him as well. The uh, videos of him this week, Jesus, he looks like... He's on the way out himself, doesn't he? He doesn't look healthy at all. So. No, it's one of the notes I've, I've written down, actually, at the very same point, and it's a serious point because, you know, we, we joke and we take the piss and all the rest of it, but I, I, I felt the same. There was a video released on um, Lions Player, but it was, it was um, a section put out on YouTube, and I'd say the same. He looked like um, a man who was ill, you know, not, not right at all. Um, the pressure on him must be incredible, mustn't it? Yeah, and we said uh, when, I don't know, 3-0, 4-0, um, I lost count. Yeah. Um, but when he was in the dugout, kind of hiding in the corner of the, the dugout uh, when fans were starting to get on his back today, yeah. uh, I turned to my dad and I just said, I feel desperately sorry for him. I don't I don't know why, um, and I shouldn't, but I, I just feel sorry for him. He looks like a man absolutely wrecked. And I don't think he thinks there's a way out of it. If he walks, it's uh, against his nature. Um, he ain't going to get sacked because Berylson said when he first came in, he'd back him for the two and a half years or whatever it was. Um, and he just looks like he knows this is his future. Um, oh, there's a number of ways to look at that. I mean, I, I think you're right. I mean, Berylson, I think, is a is a loyal chairman. I think it's in his blood to, to back his own staff, back his own men. And that's, I think we've said a few times on these shows, that's a laudable um, attribute. But there's also, um, there's a feeling, and I don't, I'm don't interested to know what you think about it, actually, Stu's, that Holloway won't walk, because if he walks, then he won't be entitled to as much compensation out of his contract as if he's sacked. It's, it's you know, it's who, who wields the knife in this sense, isn't it? You know, I think the other key point my dad made today was that this might be his last job as well. Well, it's, it's destroying his reputation. I mean, I think the Palace job probably was the end of him as a as, as a potential Premier League manager. I think that destroyed him in, in that sense. And I think he's come to us as a, as a form of rehabilitation after clearly being exposed at the very highest, ta- you know, the top table. Um, and now I think he's being exposed in the championship too. I, I don't think he has a clue what to do here. I, I generally doesn't. And, you know, from a career point of view, from a job point of view, I think your dad's right. I think this is the end of the line because I don't know who else will take him other than um, somebody in the depths of non-league or, or League Two, a Dagenham or somebody of that kind that wants a name manager. But even then, you you, you know, you... You're talking about um, clubs that probably need to be where, you know, the, the, the kind of youth system and the reserve players need to be kind of nurtured. And he, sh- he shows no signs of being able to do that with us. I think that's the thing. He said he had a bit of a mental breakdown at Palace, I think, didn't he? And I'd yeah. have a mental breakdown if I was fucking managing Palace as well. <laughs> Cunts. Um, but, but, yeah, he, he was uh, on the wane there. So I don't think this has helped him at all. I think he's just on the downward spiral now. So maybe management ain't for him anymore. Maybe it's uh, not. No, I mean, it must be a pressurised job. I mean, I, I, all joking aside, he, he lurked in the in the dugout um, for the bulk of the afternoon today. And, um, you know, who... 
<laughs> it made me laugh. The, the block where I was sitting there, they're calling for him to come out of his dugout, and then he did show himself at one point in the second half to point at some player, and immediately there was a howl of abuse at him to get back into his dugout again. I thought, you can't win that one, can you? You know. I think I'd be hiding, to be honest, if yeah. I was there. If I had yeah. a Millwall crowd after me, then I'd be hiding as well. Um, but he looked, I know you were at Rotherham last week and spoke yeah. about it last week, but he looked perplexed last week as well when people were singing and uh, called, like chanting that he should go. Yeah. He was just looking at the fans dumbstruck as if, uh, oh, I couldn't make out if he didn't know why he was getting the abuse or why it was so, so vitriolic. They said on Radio London on the way home in, in the car that, uh, He's probably never faced that kind of abuse before. Do you know what I mean? He's probably he's been on the bad end of uh, or bad run of results and stuff like that. Other clubs, but he's probably never faced anything like this, has he? No, no. I mean, Palace abuse won't come close to what the Millwall crowd can dish out to you in terms of what they wish upon you and, and where you you might be, uh, you know, where you might be headed on the way home. What might happen to you on on that journey? It's um, it, it's a sad state of affairs. I, 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 I feel like we're caught in this kind of eternal vicious circle that he won't walk, we won't sack him, and meanwhile the club's going down the pan. We're clearly headed towards League One, but I, I actually fear for us in League One, Stu's at the moment. I can't see any spine or backbone to to you know. Any any of the players? I don't know if it's me being ever the optimist. <laughs> Fucking hell, people would be amazed if they heard me say that. That's right. <laughs> uh, but I, I I think we'd be all right in League One. I I don't have a fear that this will carry on. I guess my main fear is that he sticks around and and it well, does yeah. just because of uh, like the feeling from this season carries over. But I think he's right what he said in the week that we have got some players coming through. Uh, Sid Nelson to me was quality again today, despite. Yeah, he's one of our better players, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I still think I still think has come good. I know most people are over him now after his last couple of misses, but I think if you're playing in a team like this, your confidence has got to be at an all-time low. So misses like that do become the norm in a team that ain't scoring goals. Well, he had the, um, he had the confidence. To... Harris and people like that. So I reckon there's a chance that we've got a team there, and if we clear out a bit more of the old Deadwood, then... Yeah, who knows? Um, I mean, Greg, fair play to Greg. We had the balls to step up and take the penalty. It would have been easy to have let somebody else have a go with it today, wouldn't it? I mean, 4-0, 4-1, it wasn't going to make a huge amount of difference, but the goal will have done him some good, I think. Yeah. I, I quite like the look of Aidan O'Brien. I thought when Aidan O'Brien came into the game, albeit the game was lost by that stage, I, I quite like the look of him. I've, I've seen some people on, online kind of uh, coating him a little bit, but I, I like the look of him. Um so yeah, there there is there is hope, but I just don't see Ian Holloway as the man to husband us back into into shape to possibly challenge for a playoff run or, or who knows in in League One. No, and the uh, the most depressing aspect of it is I don't know who else you'd get. Like a lot of people have said and uh, made that point. Well, who'd you get? Not just at this stage of the season, but even next season, who would you legitimately bring in to try and turn us around? We've been in this position so many times now that. Um, it just leaves you with not many options. So maybe continuity in League One with him is the way to go, but it's just... It's got so far down the line now that I can't ever see it turning round. No, I mean, it's not a prospect that excites. I mean, the Den was, I, I felt, listless today, Stu's. I mean, it was, you know, walking towards the stadium before the game, beautiful day, but, you know, I had no... Um, I, like yourself, I expected us to lose. Um, I think everyone within the stadium, the, the sparsely populated middle parts of the ground, expected us to get beat, expected the form of the, the game that we got. Um and that's that's it's just so totally destructive. It's been an awful season in that way. Yeah, 
thanks for coming on the show, Stuss. <laughs> <laughs> Just to let listeners know, before the game, I sent Stu's a text like saying we ought to try and get some black humour in it. I think we've failed on the on the Holloway scale of black humour. We've failed. Um, it's a, it's such a it's just such a um, a difficult situation, and I can't see an end to it at the moment. I mean, I I, I do think we're stuck with Ian Holloway, and I do think that we're gonna go down clearly and I do think probably we finish up starting the new season with him in charge God help us yeah I, well we'll keep looking for the uh, bright spots but um, yeah no, the I'm... last couple of weeks have not been not been good apparently his post-match comments tonight he reckons we were the best team at Borough in the week so you know that's something to aim for we're better than Borough at least and look where they are so it's uh, yeah, I mean, he's, he's you know his his post match comments. I, I thought I'd actually deliberately leave them out um, because I, I just, they just frustrate me. Um, but actually, no, we, we might as well read one out. He, he said that none of the players have chucked in the towel, and that's good enough for me. Well, I don't know what he was watching today, Stu, because it looked like you know once the, the first goal went in, the the team actually did give up. The body language of them, at, especially at two 0 I mean, they they it's almost like they accepted the fact that they were never going to come back from two goals down, and that's oh, that to me is throwing the towel in. The fourth goal was absolutely shocking, and that is a, that was a complete example of chucking the town. But for uh, even for the third goal, we gave the ball away easily, and um, the player just jinked for our defence. So there were so many mistakes today. Even Dunn for the penalty. Yeah. Uh, Dunn should not be taking someone out when the ball's going towards the corner flag and the boat's going nowhere. Just ridiculous tackle. Um, and no. I, I think people like Dunn, are, I've got to say, part of the problem, I think he seems to be quite tight with Holloway, and... Holloway seems to like him. Dunn's always the one coming out back in Holloway and stuff like that. But then you would be if uh, you're getting picked every week and you're not playing very well. Yeah, no, I mean, I think you're right for a player of his experience. I mean, the penalty, um, which, you know, made it 2-0, didn't it? Um, I mean, it was a ball that was going away from danger. It was, it was, you know, a player of that experience, having been around the track so many times as Alan Dunn. It was, it was a shocking error to make. It was, it was, it was park football start time, wasn't it? Um, and you're right, he does seem to trade on this close-knit relationship with Ian Holloway. There was this famed speech last year where he stood up and was, and was counted in the dressing room. That seems to be... Um, he dines out on that ever since. If you want some uh, black human, how about the much-lauded return of Nicky Bailey? That's, <laughs> that's got there, isn't it? I think people in the week were... Uh, my mate was saying this to me at Rotherham last week. He was like, we need Bailey back in this team. And I've never understood what people see in Bailey. He was a good player at Cholton and Borough. But I've never understood what people see him in, in him. And he went down after, what, 15 minutes today? Yeah. So the only reason he stayed on the pitch for the rest of the first half was because he knew he'd get fucking... <laughs> if he went off then. His first touch, I actually commented when I did my little live piece earlier on, his first touch in the game was, um, I think, Dunn Dun passed the ball to him and he just put it straight out for a throw in. It was, like the, yeah, worst, it was the worst first touch I think I've ever seen in a game of football. It was just appalling, unless I went out there and put on a shirt and had a go myself. But no. Uh, putting in some good tackles, that's the thing. He, he did have a couple of where he broke up the play uh, in the first well, first 20 minutes before he did go down injured, but that's the problem with him. He's made a fucking uh, pasta, isn't he? You know, uncooked <laughs> pasta. He just snaps every time he goes in for a tackle. So you don't want him being your com. Oh, it's that word again. We we got stuck on this before, didn't we? Combative. Combative midfielder. Combative midfielder. Yeah, got- he can't be playing that role because he just snaps in half. 
Got some more black humour here for you, Stu. As you're talking, I'm just reading through Alex Aldridge's post-match press conference. I said I wasn't going to do this, but I'm now into it. And uh, Holloway said that when he first came here, when Holloway first came here, the chairman wanted to give me an even longer contract. I didn't think that was fair, and I'm glad he didn't. I thought, what kind of contract is he going to be awarded? He's got a three-year contract as it stands, and we're lumbered with him for another two years now of that. What kind of contract was on the table initially? A forever contract, perhaps. Yeah, maybe he was uh, going to sign. But then Holloway t- spoke his way into the job anyway, didn't he? Yeah. I was so taken with him. That, uh, I don't know, maybe he was going to have him running some of his other businesses as well. Maybe he's got uh, the <laughs> orchards or something that he produced the cider from, I don't know. Tractor driving. Uh, as he says, he's, Holloway says, this is hurting everybody. I'm a manager and it's difficult pos- a difficult position to be in when you're not winning games. Ain't that the truth? There we are. Um... I think that's the show, listeners. Um, thanks for tuning in. Big thanks to Stuza for stepping up to the plate and coming on. Difficult brief to, to, to give anyone, but I appreciate it, Stu's. No worries, mate. Um, I'll try and get some humour for next time. I'm not sure it's possible at the moment. <laughs> but all away next week, that doesn't that doesn't promise much. So um, perhaps we can speak later in the month when we're definitively doomed by that stage. Yeah, we'll have a relegation party. Fantastic. You've been listening to Octoon Millwall, the CBL Magazine podcast. That's the Millwall News this week, and we are out of here.